No ketchup. No ketchup. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little Big Nick the Quick. With me, as always, we had to do the late Monday night for the early morning drop because we got things to do. And a lot to talk about. Missed y'all last week. UConn wins the national title, beats up on SDSU, just like they beat up on everybody else. 20-point wins throughout the tournament. We got to talk the, the Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark situation. A lot of stuff going on around that was a better national championship game than the men's. We'll break that down then. NBA playoffs are loading. This is the last week of the NBA. The uh, The season is officially done April 9th. The play-in starts after that. I want to get uh, I want to get Knicks. Knicks, this is last call for some future. So I'm going to talk to him about the East. We'll talk about the West. We'll talk about the title. And you know, you know how we do. We'll we'll bleed into some other stuff. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? How we feeling? Man, it feels like uh, you can feel it in the air, the, the Trump indictment. You can feel it. Oh, man. It's floating in, it's floating in the air over my man, here. <laughs> my, man's, my, man's had to, my man's had to get back to New York today, man. They, they yeah. had to answer. They, had, they, said, they said they saw Trump's plane land at LaGuardia. I don't know, man. I think, I think he's still bulletproof, man. We'll see. I saw a dude in the shirt today said, ultra extreme MAGA. Ultra extreme MAGA. <laughs> no, no, question, no questions asked. Ultra extreme. Ultra extreme MAGA. Ultra don't, extreme. I'm not don't just get MAGA. It twisted. I'm not just MAGA. I'm extra MAGA. Max. Two X's. U E M. Come on. Overdose oh, man, on MAGA. That's, false. that's funny, bro. <laughs> Let's jump right into it. What a country. National championship is in the books. March Madness is now packed up and done. <sighs> Shout out Jim Nance doing his last. Final Four March Madness tournament championship man, game. The legends are turning in, man. No, no more Jim yeah. Nance. We've seen it. We've seen a few heads uh, retire a, over the last few, few years, man. All of our, our, generation child, of our childhood folks. guys, yeah, yeah man, man, all gone. It's it's time for the new, the new, the new blood. Who's the new? Who who are like the new? Uh, who do you it's think so, is like be, the long term? It'll be Iron Eagle. Okay, Iron Eagle's coming in to do. You can't even call Buck new, can you? Buck's been around forever, yeah, but nah, he, he's. Nah. He, Iron Eagle's been around for a minute too. He's you think I? You think Iron Eagle slides into the Nance role? Yeah, definitely. Tariko Masters. Masters. Well, Tariko's no, he can't because he's on NBC now, or he's on Iron uh, Eagle. Hundred percent. I'm telling you right now. Iron Eagle takes the Masters. I think it might be even official. No, he, uh, Nance is keeping the Masters. He's keeping the. He's keeping uh, NFL. Oh, he's, uh, he's, he's not. Just, he's not. He's just, he's just, he's just done with, the, with the college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just I don't. I don't. I don't blame with him. The college talk. So let's jump into it because the Yukon Huskies absolutely destroyed everybody. They saw they get the dub 76 59. And you guys know us. We're not the biggest college basketball guys, but I did, of course, watch and I do want to get Nick's take on the game overall. Pretty garbage game outside of like maybe a couple minutes there. A couple minutes in the second half when they they cut it to like a six point game. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad matchup for San Diego State. They they don't have any buckets. No. They don't have any guys that can really, really fill it up on the offensive end, and you need that. What do you think overall of the quality of the hoops in the title game? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, for UConn, I think just like the game against Miami, their size was an issue. Uh, whether it was uh, what's the guy's Sanga Sanganon Sanogo. Shout out, shout out Sanogo. Shout out Sanogo. Shout out Klingon. Was that the other guy's name? The uh, the, uh, the other the, big dude, the head white dude, Donovan Klingon. I don't even see. I'm man. Just yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah, oh yeah, Klingon. Klingon. Yeah, yeah, Klingon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. So those two guys, I think, just like in the Miami game, they gave them problems. I think they couldn't do anything about their size. Like you said, just style wise, um, how UConn plays. I think they just play so disciplined defensively and offensively. San Diego State had no one that could take over the game. And, again, I think it really just, again, came down to that size. Like, they, they just couldn't handle those guys inside um, between those two those two big dudes. And even though the one dude doesn't score a bunch, um, again, just like in the Miami game, man, he eats up everything at the rim. He affects a lot of different things going on there. Yeah. And without that guy who could kind of just take over for San Diego State, they never really had a chance. They cut it. Yo, shout out to them, man. They played hard. They cut the lead in there for a little bit, but it, it was never really a matchup. It was a boring game, if we're it's being a, completely honest. That really was really boring a, game. Yeah, it was a nightmare matchup for San Diego State. They bumped into a team. They, they're long, physical, want to bang, and that's exactly what UConn does with better players. Yeah. They're, they're essentially – UConn is essentially San Diego State with five stars. For sure. And blue, two blue chippers. Guys. Yeah, and and Donovan Klingon and Sonogo are to the two bigs that did make an impact. Do you think Sonogo got NBA 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 availability? No minutes. It's too small. No minutes in the NBA. Too small. So he's like he six got, eight. He got, little, he got a little touch to him. Six eight. If he can six, do, if, if he can find a couple see, guys like that, he, he's not going to be scoring like that in the NBA. So you got to find something else. You got to find your niche. You got to be like a Draymond. You know what I mean? Draymond was an undersized guy like that. But he gets yeah. to the league, and he's obviously able to defend multiple positions. You could run the offense through him um, for like two years. He could shoot threes. Remember when Draymond could hit Coburn, threes for a little bit? Coburn from Illinois. That's kind of like what he reminds yeah, me. Cob- yeah, he's better he than Coburn. He, but, Coburn can't really. But Coburn yeah. was seven feet. But he's one of those guys. You, you put those guys in the pick and roll, and it's over with. That's the problem. If you can't guard in the pick and roll in the NBA as a big, and if you just get put it put in the yeah, blender all the time, it's over with. Triple double like Jokic. Unless you're one of those dudes who can just on the floor at an elite level, block shots and grab rebounds. I actually think that uh, Klingon could probably give you eight to ten in the NBA. Yeah. He runs the floor and block shots. He does run the floor well. He's 7'2", 265. He's a freshman, too. And he runs the floor and block shots. So it's just like, you know, it's that Daniel Gafford type situation. Like, hey, man, just literally run the floor, block shots, be available. You know, put your hands up, disrupt things in the paint, and you can play eight to 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. and you straight. Yep. And you're a freshman. He got yeah. he, he could get he could he could fuck around turn into a little little monster. He was no, solid. Just, no, go. Go now. No better time than no right better now. Time your, stock, than the your, present. Stock, your stock will never be higher. Ask them boys from North Carolina. Your stock will never be higher. Yo, you know what I you know what we were talking about? And then we'll move off of this and then go over to the, the Reese Clark situation. I thought this was interesting. I brought it up the other day on betting on the betting exchange. So basically with this new NIL, if you got a pocket full of money, say you're a billionaire, mm-hmm. you could essentially pull up to any major program and control it. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll give you guys 20 million. And this is what I want in return, essentially. Well, you try you chop it up amongst the players. Technically, the schools can't have anything to do with the NIL other than advising you 
in like a loose no, right, type way. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. obviously the but, but doesn't but you, yes, but you know, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like, couldn't sure. you just pull up? Like, say me and you had a business and we were business partners and we were worth two, three billion, and we just wanted to fuck around and make ASU the best basketball team out. Sure. Couldn't we just pull up and be like, yeah, we got fifty mil. So we um, we we guarantee fifty mil over the next five years. So this funny. is how we're gonna do it, and we come up with a plan for it. And now the only difference in like owning the team, like in the NBA, is obviously you, you wouldn't get any revenue from it. It's not a revenue play, but you would get tons of power. You yep. could be a political figure in the community. You could do the whole thing. You could start buying up stuff around the stadium, around campus. I think that's a really interesting thing that I haven't heard anybody bring up. Or you can just have your team win and you can have bragging rights. I mean, for some of these guys, that's what it's about. So listen, it's, it's, funny a you, it's, it's funny you bring this up, right? So think about this. Who is the number one complainer about the NIL amongst college coaches? You talking about uh, in hoops or football? Football. Who, um, hate, who hates it? You're not talking about Saban, are you? Saban absolutely okay. hates yeah. it. Why does Saban hate the NIL? Who's coming to town? And who whose whose fan base has that kind of money and is willing to splash it around like that? And who's coming to town in two years? Who's going to be in the SEC? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Texas? You talking about? Yes. Uh, Oil money. I see. Oil money I got is coming you. to yeah, town. Yeah, that's the that's a big matter. athletic. It doesn't. It doesn't it's a big matter. Budget. It doesn't matter who Saban's recruiting. You cannot compete with the oil money. And those are the type of boys who are going to come in and do exactly what you're talking about. Texas oil money. They're going to say, hey, you know what? You saw the, uh, what was the, the, the 30 for 30? Come on, man. They're paying cats a million dollars in the 70s. <laughs> these yeah, oil, no, these oil boys are different. So Texas, Oklahoma, yeah. 2024. Yes. Oil so, money. I, like, I haven't heard anybody really say that, I guess, out loud. Or maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention. But I think that's really interesting. Because like, think- you could just become a massive power player in a program for in sure. the blink of an eye. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, I think it's already I, happening. I, I get, yeah, yeah. Let me just pull up uh, top my my alma mater. Here's fifteen twenty million a season. Didn't Arch Manning walk in with eight million worth of nil? Where's now, that coming I, from? I, ten, it was like I, eight to ten million worth of nil coming in. I know Bronny's got like was number one on that list that came. They said, out. His, they said his valuation is seven. Valuation, million. I think, yeah. I think Arch's money is already there. Same with Quinn. Uh, who was the guy last year? Quinn Ewers is that the quarterback? The other guy that came in. Got I know. Hair. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah I'm t- it's already happening. So and I that's think why, that's really interesting yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's a little, little hobby if you're what? a billionaire to go just make your alma mater into a powerhouse purely by essentially running like a running it like a professional organization and going to get the best guys via the dollar and i think another thing with the nil um since we're on the subject is you kind of saw the effect of it in this tournament right like i think if if some of these like i brought up north carolina for some of these like fringe second round guys if you if you play at a big enough program where you're getting enough exposure it's like hey do i go back to college for a year or do i chase a non-guaranteed nba deal it's like yeah i'll go back for a year like baycott's a perfect example right not in a backfiring because they didn't make the tournament, but last year he's on Carolina. Sure. Um, obviously, they make it all the way to the title game. He comes back, probably gets a ton of NIL this year, which is going to pay him more than a non uh, a non guaranteed second round deal. Which is yeah, I mean, it, it definitely gives you more flexibility. Yeah, you live the college thing for another year. So you can do it, the college not? thing for another year. Yeah, why not? And Absolutely. actually, it's going to be very beneficial for guys that aren't going to make an impact in the league. Drew Timmy. Yeah. 
Yes, Drew, Drew like Timmy's sw- swimming in NIL. He's rich. Yes. Drew Timmy's rich. <laughs> Don't cry for Drew Timmy and, and wherever he may or may not get drafted. Drew Timmy is swimming in Spokane, Washington, NIL. He's the man out there. Yeah. Drew, Jimmy, no Drew, Drew Timmy has a has a crib, paid cash, yeah. cars, yeah. jewelry, Clark. swimming in it in Des Moines. Are you serious? She's the a queen perfect of Des Moines. Segue. Angel uh, Angel Reese swimming in money. Real quick before we before we get off the uh, the, the tournament. Real quick. Yeah. Um, wasn't it funny though that like you know this year obviously it was a great tournament, a lot of parody, a lot of random squads right. getting in there. But at the end of the day, who wins? The team that's won the most time since the year two thousand. Yeah, you got us. After all that, after all that, after all that, the blue bloods always win. Yeah, always. Even San Diego State getting to the championship game, right? You just right? got like better players, man. You, you need, just got, yeah. You just need players, dog. And if you don't, if you can't get them, yep. The as the years go on with this NIL element, it might change quite a bit. But yeah, and the right transfer now, portal still. for sure. You saw the transfer portal this year. I mean, you saw how many juniors and seniors are making an impact in a lot of these programs. That no doubt on both sides, right? You, uh, LSU had nine nine uh, new players last year. I think she said six of them were transfers. Yeah, so, no, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. It's the talk of the town. Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark. Angel Reese was talking that shit. Caitlin Clark was talking that shit. Angel Reese talked a a little more shit. It was a little more demonstrative with it. It was a little more in your face with it. Flagrant. And what do you know? People had a problem with it. Big Nick the Quick. What I I sent out a tweet on my my thoughts on the entire situation. It's can be summed up very easily. Um, this can be taken a lot of different routes. It can be taken a, a <coughs> the race road. It could be because that's part of that's an element to it. I believe it can be take it, it can take the sportsmanship road. How did you evaluate the overall situation and? the blowback of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on like which who, whose particular criticism of it you look at. Like, I think some people were real flagrant with it. And I think that that's when you got to kind of have the side. eye. like, okay, I, like why, why are you I guess putting this type of energy? You talking about towards, Portnoy? Yeah. Portnoy people like yeah. that. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. to me was like super flagrant and kind of ridiculous when at the end of the day, you're talking about a 20 year old college kid. Um, like it was what she did, like taunting. Yeah, whatever, man. Like I get it. For those like, who don't you know, know, Portnoy said he called her a classless a piece of, piece sh- of shit. That's piece of said. shit is strong. He it's could crazy. have said he should have just said classless and left it at that. Like the piece of shit is like such a is such a flagrant term to me. Like that shit is wild. So that's where I kind of had a side eye. Um, as far as people are not liking what she did, I don't have a problem if you didn't like what she did. Um, but you know, attacking her character because of it going at her with all that wild shit because of it and acting like Caitlin Clark didn't do similar shit or like players don't do similar shit like that all the time um, to me was just a little bit ridiculous. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even have noticed it. Like I saw it happen and I saw when they replayed it during the broadcast, but I wouldn't have thought twice about it if it didn't become such a big thing afterwards. So like, that's kind of how I looked at it in the moment. I was like, that's funny. She's talking shit. You know what I mean? And then I kind of moved on. And then next thing I know, an hour later, it's it's the talk of the town and it's getting talked about all over the place. But for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't have a problem with it. We like shit like that. It's funny. I we do it. we we do applaud it in certain athletes and we do, and we hate it in others. Like right after I tweeted that, I was like the same, some some of y'all, the same people love McGregor. 
You know what I mean? McGregor's talking about people's wives being in his DMs and all this type of shit. You know, like <laughs> way more, way more flagrant shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Talking about people's religion and their fathers and their dead friends and things. Like, come on, man. And like, all she did was run up on her, talk a little bit of shit, point her ring, whatever. I don't think she got in her face. She sure. didn't physically touch her. She wasn't calling her out of her name. Like, she could have been way worse. She just did the, you can't see me and I got my ring. The worst part about it is she kind of walked after her. When I see words like stalked, it's like, come on, man. Like, pump the brakes. <laughs> Nobody's stalking anybody on the basketball court. Yeah. Like, let's chill. So, like, it's all overblown, man. Like, let, let her be happy, man. Come on, man. I don't, I don't got time for that shit. I when certain you. folks do it, they call it passion. I'll put it that way. That, that, that tells you what I think about the situation. When I when I tweeted out, if you think uh, basically what Angel Reese did was classless, bottom line and what it comes down to is y'all people that are thinking like that are soft. You're just soft. This is basketball. She just broke. She just put up 15, 10, and 5 and won the national championship on national TV to the biggest audience the, the the game on the ladies' side has ever seen. One of the biggest basketball games ever drawn one of the biggest crowds or audiences at, of all time on a, from a hoops game. And you got steamrolled. You was talking that shit, yep. and you got steamrolled. After that, you just got to eat whatever comes. Was it a little extra? Sure. Sure. But you don't get to decide what the, the other person does after you were talking crazy. No, like you said, that. she didn't put her hands on her. Mm-mm. She didn't call it out of her name. Nope. Some people might say what she did was a little corny. It's a little over the top. I, I, I do lean that way a little bit. But overall, <clears throat> that shit is not a big deal at all. Y'all are soft. The fact that you're calling her classless and going down this whole line of – Basically calling her less of a human being than Caitlin Clark. That's really what they were getting at. Yeah, it was almost course, yeah. like Caitlin would never do something. Caitlin like would this. never do that. She might talk a little shit, but it's yeah. very classy. She's com- no, she's competitive. It's very classy. <laughs> yes. It's very classy and not it's not done like this though. Well, and that's where you that's when it, can't it gets be done to that, like that. That's when it's at that other level where it's like, okay, we know what's going on here. You know what I mean? We understand what's going on. And I'm not even I don't even like to blow the whistle like that, but like, you know, I call it what, it's, what I see. Clear. You know, call it like I see it. it. It's clear what's going on there with stuff like that. You know what I mean? Is anybody surprised? No. It's the usual suspects that have it a problem clear. with it. Yo, and then I mean, we let's talk about the the whole Portnoy barstool thing. Yeah, what was that? For him to call anything classless is absolutely Out of fucking I, it, it's some of the most contradicting shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. The, the amount of, like, bullshit, classless content that they have put out over the years and the comments that they've made over the years. Shock shock value shit, too. Just yeah, shock content. It's, it's Jerry Springer type shit. Yeah, yeah it's classless is like an in, in, insanity that he could he could even utter those those terms. So yeah. uh, that, the, that whole thing is whatever. I, I just don't understand why everybody always has the time to get so worked up over this shit. We're yeah. talking about hoops. Yep. And a girl talking shit in a hoops game? Yeah, for sure. Like, what are we talking about? It's crazy. Yeah, we should be talking about the game. We should be talking about how good of a tournament or how good of a Final Four it was for them. We should be talking about Andrew Reese. We should be talking about Caitlin Clark in terms of basketball. But instead, yeah, we've spent like the whole day after this talking about that. 
We got to hear everybody's opinion on it. You know, and then you have a and then it's like it's so funny because hold like on, you know, Nick, hold yeah, on, this, yeah. this this just came to me. Cause I guess I didn't really think about it because I don't think this way because we typically don't. But going into the game now, was this all was it just always white versus black from the jump? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of this was this Larry Bird. Was. This was Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Look at this. Look in at the Iowa, female game. Iowa had, I think, one black player on their squad or one or two. Um, but my I, count. But yeah, yeah. I, but I didn't really think about it. Like, and then LSU had the GPA the white squad folks are supporting Iowa and the black folks are supporting LSU. I was just of thinking course. of like, I'm looking forward to seeing a good game from Caitlin Clark, and she's been going crazy. But yeah. these girls from LSU are big. They rebound, and I, I, I think I now that going, I think about I was it, going and, for LSU. With that to happen, it was it, it, it man. It, it might have just like the, at the core of it. It's like yeah, white folks wanted Iowa to win, black folks wanted LSU to win, yeah. the black folks won, and then they were talking shit and they didn't like that. Such is life. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. So, you know what I mean? I mean, you just yeah, checkmate. <laughs> yeah, <it> could, <laughs> like, you know, I didn't even think. I didn't even yeah. think about that, man. Sure. I, don't, I don't think that way. I, I yeah. think. And I I'm don't not saying I went way. into it necessarily like that. I was, I was pulling for LSU. I just like the LSU situation more. But um, you know. But yeah, so I, I that, being that, a just, Midwest that just guy, I'm not, mind. For, I'm not gonna pull for Iowa. Yeah. I actually was thinking about betting Iowa, so I was I might have been on Iowa, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I do want to talk about Caitlin Clark for a second because her league comp in game to me is Dame Lillard. Like mm-hmm. she really reminds me of Dame Lillard. Yeah. I think they play the uh I was gonna say the exact same game, but they play the same style. Like that she reminds like the like the the feel for the game, like I, I did. You watch the game, yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a time in the second half where they made a run. They went on that twelve zero run. Clark came down and pulled like a thirty footer. Yeah. And if it would have went in, I think they would have came back and ended up like going ahead. It was the feel, like people that don't really watch hoops aren't going to pick up on that type of shit. But the feel for her to know if this goes down. I could really turn this shit over. It's similarly to like what you see from Steph and Dame and those type of guys. And just like the, the style just reminds me of Dame. Pull up from 35. Can dish when necessary. See, I'll stop you there if I can. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny because as I was watching, you know, the last few games of her, I was thinking about this very, this very same thing. And it's really easy to fall on, I think, Steph and Dame. And I think from a shot profile perspective, from offensive game, yeah, for sure. The only thing to me that's different about her is I feel like she's a better passer. Like some of, the, some of the passes that she makes, like, yeah, I, I get it. Like Steph and Dame, they get assists, but they don't make necessarily like spectacular passes. Like, a lot of her routine passes that she makes and the, and the needles that she's able to thread. Uh, like could it be Trey Young? That's that. So that, yeah, that's kind of where I went with it. But, like, minus, like, the complete selfishness. But, like, the ability to make <laughs> the ability to make the spectacular pass, right? But even, like, her routine passes. Like, some of those, again, like, some of those those passes she's ever to make when the bigs were cutting. And her bigs were great. Shout out um, yeah, Warnock, so- and, uh, Warnock and Warnock and Sasinski or whatever the yeah. hell her name is. They're both Sazerac cold. Or, yeah, yeah nice. Sazerac, whoever yeah, she right. is. She had <laughs> fucking games. SZA, uh, shout out her, man. Yeah. Um, but again, some of those passes that she was making, like I, as I'm watching her pass, I'm like, yeah, I want to call her Damer Steph, but I feel like she's a better passer. Like yeah. I feel like that almost disrespects how good of a passer she is. 
right? So like, yeah, I, yeah, I think that Trey Young or even like, uh, oh, man, I don't know. Like, it, I was I was trying to think of it because the shooting is clearly like Dame. I think it's more Dame than Steph <laughs> to me. Yeah, shout out Xander. He said a lot of college basketball coverage coming from college ba- college haters. Yeah, no, nah, that that. Hey, hey, man, this, hey, hey, I'll soak keep it. it I'll keep it real hey, with you. Soak it up. Because <laughs> what you just watched was some garbage ass basketball for sure for the title. But yes, we you know we gotta we gotta watch the title <laughs> games. You know soak what I'm saying? Up, we gotta watch the title games. But on that note, let's move over to the NBA. Speaking of Trey Young, speaking of Dame. Those guys are not going to make any noise in the playoffs. But I do want to talk about some squads that will. Last call here on some NBA. Say it again. Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Last call here on some NBA playoff futures. We can talk about Dallas here in a second. But I want to talk about – let's talk about the the title first. And then we'll, we'll, we'll make our way down. Yeah. Right now, at DraftKings, to win the title, the favorite is the Bucks at plus 310, the Celtics are plus 320, and the Suns are plus 450. Which teams, who are you looking at? Who do you think has the best value? Who do you think wins the title? Is, the it, is, is the Bucks yeah, at plus the best, 310? The best what? Best value? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, the man. best, The best <laughs> number, I guess. I like, who hey, do you listen, think wins the title? Milwaukee. Yeah. That's the best number you're gonna get it at. So just take it now. Plus three ten. You think it's? Yep, you think yep. it's? Yeah. It only gets I, worse. Listen, man. I, I, you know how we feel about Boston, right? Like we, we both think that Boston is the most fragile team in the NBA. Uh, and I, like I said on Twitter, don't look into their forty point drubbing of the uh, of this of the Bucks the other night. That was the Bucks' third game in four nights, second on a back to back. Milwaukee. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Boston was absolutely desperately needed to win that game, whereas. Milwaukee had just gotten home off a road trip and were chilling. Like, it was the classic letdown spot. Like I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't watch your show that day. I don't know if you picked that, but it was like the clear, you know, Boston um, for sure was 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 obviously going to win that game. So yeah. I wouldn't look too far into that. Um, I don't think Philly can beat Boston, um, uh, Milwaukee in seven games. I don't think Cleveland can beat them in seven games, and then the rest of the East has no chance of beating them in seven games. So I think that they're going to march to the finals. Um, and I don't know any team out west that can beat them. I think that they, if you want to talk about value, like true value, the value is at Phoenix at plus four fifty. It's a roll of the dice. Now hold it's, on, so chill, chill there because we're gonna get to the west. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Milwaukee. I mean, I don't I think, think anybody else. I think I think Milwaukee runs through the East. I think yeah. Not, I mean, I'm. I, I feel like. I hate to, to say exactly what you just oh, said, oh, that's but that's Xander how Birch. I feel. Shout out Xander. I didn't know that. When you said Xander, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Xander. Shout out Xander on the stream. Um, and I've been, I've been, I've been out on Boston. I'm actually like really using my two eyes, and I've been watching them for the last month. I don't think I've missed the Celtics game in quite some time, actually. They're always on and, TV, and they worry me quite a bit. I also like to back teams, especially like the Milwaukee Bucks right now, where there is absolutely no noise on the outside about anything. Nothing. All they're doing is just waiting for the playoffs to start. Yep. Like when I saw that picture of them with their legs crossed, this is like these boys are just these boys can't wait for the fucking playoffs to start. 
That's why the Boston game should not worry you. Like, get this bullshit. This this last six, seven, eight games. Get this shit out of the way. Let's get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, they're obviously going to get that extra little couple of days, a couple four or five days for the play-in off. Yep. Before they they get going, so they'll 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 get some rest there. Middleton, you know, he's been playing really well, but you know they're still trying to limit his minutes on back to back and stuff like that. Drew had fifty three the other night, <laughs> dude. I was I was this is this was I just said this on Bet MGM tonight earlier. The reason why I'm worried about Boston is because I don't. Should be honest, I don't know how much Jalen Brown like trusts the Celtics and the organization and how he feels about them. I think there's question marks there. I think. What? Have you seen his interviews recently? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's (laughs) clear, right? He clearly does not want to be there. Yeah, it's clear, right? So like organization or anything is, and is upset about them firing Udoka among other things. Yeah. And and maybe wants the ball in crunch time every once in a while. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, that's, he doesn't get the ball in crunch (laughs) time, no matter what happens. So that's, that's another issue. But yeah, I think there's some noise there. Sure. They still have a rookie head coach. Yep. No matter no matter how good Missoula's been doing since he came on full time, he's still going to be a rookie when it comes to the playoffs. Jason Tatum just continues in big spots to come up kind of small here, especially in crunch time down the stretch. So Malcolm Brogdon addition is going to be massive. But also, I said this last year. Robert Williams, Tom Lord, rushing back last year and getting his meniscus removed and cut out the tear instead of sewn up and repaired seems to be like it might have been the wrong decision. He's never been fully back since then. Do me a favor and look up how many games he played this year, Robert Williams. So that that also worries me. You, you, now, mean you, don't, it, you don't like Luke Cornett having to play minutes for them? <laughs> Luke Cornett shouldn't be paying 10 to 15 minutes on an, on an NBA contender? Now, they shoot 42, 43 threes a game. Yeah, if they're going to hit a 40% clip, then, yeah, they're probably going to win. But that's <clears> very <throat> difficult to do, especially when they're going to have to deal with, ball, uh, with Milwaukee. Now, back to Milwaukee. The kicker in this entire situation is Drew Holiday, J. Rue Drew Holiday, is essentially putting people on notice that if necessary, I'll explode for 40. Yeah. And that was never the case before. No. He has done this multiple times now where he is having just offensive explosions, shooting with a, <laughs> with a lot of them being jump shots. It was 20 for 30. On so, that 51 point game. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so that is crazy. Yeah. Because if he is able to do that, and then Middleton continues to play how he's been playing, which is beneficial and he's and he's healthy and he plays all these games here. And then don't let them get a couple easy series, right? Like in the first round and the second round soft too. And then they start playing the big boys and they they haven't even had a tough game yet. Similar to what they did last year against the Bulls, where they just went into Chicago and we're winning every game by 40. Yeah. So that's when it gets spooky. I don't even have to mention Giannis. I don't even have to talk well, about that. Well, and this and at the end of the day, they still have the best player in any series that they're gonna go into. 
No question. Hands, they have the best player in any series that they're going to go into, hands down. Grayson Allen is also playing incredible. Yeah. So Middleton yeah. Playing, playing himself back into shape, like you said. Brooke Lopez having a career year. We talked about Brooke Lopez having a career year at 33. Triple J um, back to being the leader for DPOI, by the way, minus 150. Yeah. So that flipped. We were talking about that. Flipped right back over. Yeah. No, yeah. I think uh, Milwaukee is clearly the team to beat in the East and the team to beat in the entire league um, for everything you just laid out perfectly. Like, I, I and again, Boston, big question marks there. Philadelphia, look, look, we still have to see Philly do it in the playoffs. Like, I, I love how they're playing. I love how Harden's playing this year, but it's always going to be a question, you know, when that's been your reputation for that many years and especially recently. You know what I mean? He just shrinks in big moments, so we got to see them do it in a playoff series. I have no doubt that Embiid's going to bring it, but Philly has a lot of guys that can go either way, right? Like Tobias Harris is the ultimate either way guy, and it usually goes the wrong way in big spots. Dude, I um, couldn't. I, <laughs> Maxi, like we we believe in Maxi. Oh, I Maxie believe can, in Maxi. Yeah, yeah, but Maxi can still be a hit or miss type guy, right? Like, I mean, again, um, they got a lot of different guys who, if it goes right. Good, but even against Milwaukee, they don't have the best player in the series. That's the problem. Giannis, and we saw it, you know, when he went for the 50-piece in the closeout game. Like, when he wants to, the thing with Giannis is, I think even though he averages 31, 12, and 6, like, he plays on cruise control sometimes, and there's times that he knows he can absolutely turn it up a level, and Giannis has another gear. And, like, that's the scary thing about him. He can turn that on in the playoff game. And I just love how they're going into the playoffs this year. Um, again, working yeah, Milton the, back the, in the shape. Jay Rue showing up that he can be a legitimate number two, number three guy whenever they need him. Guys like Allen. Um, Jay Crowder is still there. You know, boss man 99 might make an appearance. Um, 15 and five since the all-star break of the Bucks. That's best record in the NBA. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. The, the way they are pulling up to the playoffs is especially spooky. For those guys, no exactly question. what you want. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the West because that's where shit is extremely wide, wide, wide open. Yeah. We got, of course, we have uh, the Nuggets at one, Memphis at two, Sacramento at three. Then we got KD. I was listening to the Hoops Collective with uh, Bonteps. Windhorse, I can't remember who the other guy was on there, but I, I I read something that in the last thirty games, going back to Brooklyn, that Kevin Durant's been a part of. He's twenty five and five. Mm-hmm. Like he, if he's on the floor, pack it up. Yeah, you're gonna win. Like, <laughs> like you're gonna win. <laughs> like, so that's a that's a big issue for the teams out in the West. Who do you think? wins the West, and who do you – give me who you think outside – give me, give me. I guess, a play that's not – I guess some value. (laughs) We had an argument. For for those who don't know, me and Nick, the quick kind of argument about the word value. But (laughs) give me a team that outside of maybe Phoenix, I guess, because I think that's where you're leaning. Sure. That is interesting. Um, well, I mean, interesting from a value perspective, like they're not a favorite right now. No, like, you I mean, want to know something? Someone... I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's actually crazy, and I I I wouldn't think that I would say this, but like if we're going for like a curveball, 
I don't know if I want to play the Lakers in a seven-game series. Those trades yeah, are working are, are out you, nice for them. That, is that where you're at? They've just they've played well since the break, man. Like when the noise, talk about noise quieting down. After LeBron kind of passed the scoring record, they made those deals. And even though he got hurt and missed some time, um, they've quietly been a solid team, like way better than they were in the first half. No, of very the year. good. Like very good. And they still have they still have guys. So like I think that if they get into that sixth spot, um, then that's where you avoid that plan, right? Yeah. Like, if they avoid that plan, I think that they're a spooky matchup for, say, Sac- like Sacramento, right? That means they play Sacramento in that? Or would they play the uh, the winner of the 7-8? I, I forget how this shit goes with the playoffs. No, the three would play the six. So they'd play Sacramento. Like, they can yeah. beat Sacramento in seven games. Yeah. Um, and then you, get, then you get a Lakers team with momentum. You get LeBron James with momentum. Um, and I, I, again, I can't believe I'm saying this considering my stance on them all year has been like, I don't talk to me about the Lakers, but yeah. I think that that's a team that you really don't want to see and get them going. Um, but overall, I think it's Phoenix, man. I think Phoenix is the best team, um, heading in, right? I think they've dealt with some injuries this year. They've obviously shuffled up the lineup, bringing in Durant. Then he got hurt right away. But if he stays healthy the rest of the year, and I get that that's a big if, but if he stays healthy the rest of the year, that's the best team in the West, hands down. Where do you think the Lakers are ranked wise to win the West on the odds board on the board at DraftKings? Like, are they are they Th- fourth? Are they third, fifth? third or fourth? So they're sixth. Phoenix, the Suns are t- plus two ten. The Nuggets are plus three thirty. The Warriors are plus five fifty. The Grizzlies are plus six hundred. The Clippers are plus eight fifty. So, do you play road games in the playoffs? And the Lakers are plus nine hundred. Yeah, I, I just, just want to know if you. I just want to know if you play road games in the playoffs. Shout out my guy John Henson. He he's very bullish on the Warriors. Yeah, I am not. I'm out on the Warriors. Actually, hundred percent. Because let's talk about the Warriors. Big news comes out today. Steve Kerr says, you know, Maple Jordan. <laughs> The man himself, Andrew Wiggins, has been practicing and looks like he's going to make a return. Report also is that the personal reasons were some health reasons for his father and not the rumored. What's he going to do? Come out and say that that's the person. His reason. lady was out running with his buddy. That's a, that's a rumor that apparently has been debunked. Now, my thing is. They haven't. They've been one of the worst road teams in the NBA. Wiggins is not gonna come off the street <laughs> and just be back to being the best perimeter defender in the NBA like he was in the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not gonna happen like that. Not not so, a man known for his passion. So yeah, yeah he's, like, so, <laughs> he's, like, he's not running. He's not yeah. running in there like, come on, guys, I can't wait. I've been yeah. out. I'm like yeah, he's so, got. He's got to get going. That's one thing where it's like, oh, Wiggins is back. Yeah, give me, give me the Warriors. Like, nah, he's not. I don't think he's just gonna walk off the street and make a make a big impact like that. Now, I got a, I got an interesting team that it seems no one's talking about. I love the Kings. I love what they're doing. That's not playoff basketball. Very beatable in seven. And they're gonna be happy to be there. The games are going to be half-court games, and that that shit that they do on defense is out. Pound them in game one, though. You think? Yeah, you've been saying. I don't even need to see the line. 
I'll, it's, I'll it's take a, that. It's a double digit victory. Yeah, you know, like a poker when you bet the blinds. I'm betting the blinds on that one. I don't even need to see it. They they ha- they but, hang in 140, huh? Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna absolutely smash in game one. Uh, but after that, once a team, once you're able to adjust to that, you know, like again on, on a night to night basis, Sacramento can catch you slipping. But yeah. when you're able to slow them down and you're game planning for them over seven games, um, they're gonna have some issues. And I think that's why they don't want to see a team like the Lakers because I think the Lakers can grind them out over seven games for sure. Yeah, LeBron's now, too smart. LeBron's too smart to get caught up in that style of basketball for a whole series. I I think I got to take the Suns to win the West, but just we've said this multiple times. What Durant brings to the table is, first of all, the 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 D is is going to be there. He's probably the best defender on that team now. Maybe Aiden, I guess you can argue, but he's right there. No doubles on book, no doubles on Aiden, no doubles on Chris. That's it's just key. it's just a mid-range nightmare. Yep. So death, I really death, like death Phoenix. By, death by mid-range. Yes. Literally. I like Phoenix to come out of the West because in the half court, they're gonna be lethal and they're gonna be able to get buckets. And that's what it comes down to in the West yep. or in the NBA in the playoffs. I shouldn't say the West. But the Grizzlies at plus three, uh, six hundred. The Memphis Grizzlies, I think that number is too long, Nick. For sure, they especially they've been playing. They've quite sneakily, sneakily talk about the noise dying down. Sneakily yeah. have been playing extremely well. Fourteen and seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since the All Star break, I think what eleven of thirteen. I think John Morant is back in the fold now and Hooping. quiet, quietly. It was never a hoops thing. Remember this? It was it was an alcohol thing? He was out kicking it. He seems back and locked in. Now they're gonna finish. The M- they're going to finish the the year, and probably be the number two defensive rated team in the NBA. They're still been been running that way the last fifteen games, top ten defensive rating. Brutal on the road, though. Brutal. Another team that's brutal on the road. But those. Hey, but listen, those problems might be. I mean, but like not a little, to be a little funny, more cleaned up. Yeah, not no to funny. Be shit. Funny if if he if if partying and all that shit was the issue. Well, where do you party the most on road trips? You know what I mean? When you're on the road, you're living. So if they clean up some of that shit, like, again, the, one of the rumors was that Stephen Adams had to have a meeting with them about how to behave on the road. Like, hey, yeah, this ain't it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if they clean, if they are cleaning up some of that shit, that road record can flip real quick if you're in the hotel at night. Now, I want to talk about the, the addition dinner. that kind of went under the radar a little bit at the trade deadline. Everyone was talking about D'Angelo Russell. Everyone was talking about you know, what the Lakers were doing and what Russell Westbrook was going to do. And that that was what got most of the attention at the deadline. But Memphis added Luke Kennard. They desperately needed three-point shooting, especially in the half court. They add Luke Kennard, who can flat out shoot it. That's what he was doing with the Clippers. That's what he was doing with Duke. That's what he does. They add him. And he gives them some space in the half court. In 23 games with the Grizzlies, he's 63 for 120 for three. Yeah. 53%. He had 10 threes the other night. He was 10 of 11 from three. Yeah. If he could get jaw space and continue to knock down shots like he's been doing, and they continue to play defense led by Jaron Jackson Jr. like they've been doing. He can handle the ball a bit too. They could, yes. They could go to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. I like, yeah. I, I truly believe that they could get there and compete plus 600. And now say what you want about how young they are. They were there. They, this is their second go round now. 
They were in the playoffs last year, and they were competing. So that helps as well. And my only question with them, though, who, who's guy number two? Oh, it's Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, no doubt. You trust Desmond Bain to be the second-best scorer on a Western Conference yeah. Finals team? Okay. Yeah, I do. He can fill it up. They I like, got. I like Des, I like Desmond Bain. Yeah, their their offense is a little more system too. Like t- when, well, when ja, it's relying on Ja going off as well. well. Also, but when Ja goes out, they don't fall off too too much. Tyus Jones comes in and he runs a, a a similar type offense, and they like still Tyus win Jones. games. Yeah, let's go back up one. So, hey, and also say what you want about Dylan Brooks, you need an, a dickhead like that in the playoffs. Yeah, it helps tremendously. Hey, the dynasty starts after him, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the best pieces. That's one of the most cold. That's one of the most cold. I was thinking about that the other day. That's actually one of the most cold blooded things you can say. Hey, the dynasty starts after you. <laughs> oh yeah, God. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, no that's like crazy. That. <laughs> but you need those type of guys in the playoffs. They'll take a lot of heat off a lot of other people. They'll they they they're needed. They're necessary for sure. Oh yeah. You need so I think plus. Card. Plus 600, if you want a flyer on the West, I would take the Memphis Grizzlies and then figure out a way to potentially hedge down the road And when, when they bump into someone that could give them a real deal. Before we get off the West and keep it wait, moving. Wait. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I was go gonna ahead. Say, I was gonna, and I don't know if this is where you're going. Is, is, so is, is there any belief in the Denver Nuggets? I was going to go to Denver and we could talk Dallas. Which okay. one do you want to talk first? <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk Denver and let's finish on Dallas. Okay. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Jokic dealing with the calf injury right now. Yep. Um, they have been lights out at home all year. They haven't been so so tough on the road, but they've still been very good. They've been the number one team in the West, clear, far and away throughout the entire year. A lot of people are scoffing at that a bit because the West is weak. Sure. So it's like somebody's got to be number one. So it's the Nuggets. Like <laughs> that's that's what it is, right? They're, they're gonna win 54, 55 games this year. It's nothing to it's nothing to no, nothing to sneeze at. No, exactly. for sure. Yeah. Jamal Murray has looked like he's back. Uh-oh. Played extremely well the other night against the Warriors in the close to to come back and close out that game. Just the house of cards. Defensively, I don't know, man. That it's it's they're they're an interesting squad because, like in a seven game series, <clears throat> with Jokic pulling the strings, you would think they can keep up with everybody, but they're not getting any love. Where are you at with them? I feel like it's one of those teams where you. I mean, just and when are, I say get any love, I mean they are number two favored to win the West behind Phoenix at sure. plus three thirty, and then they're you know they're two they're almost. 200 full odds points, I guess, is the for the lack of a better term, above the Warriors at plus 550. They're getting Vegas love, so I mean, that, and that's all that really matters. But they're not, they're not getting the, the national attention as far as like, oh, this is a legitimate contender that everybody should be scared of love. The thing with me, like I said, man, it's, it's kind of like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop with them via injury because they really are just one. There's multiple guys on their roster who are key, who just tend to get injured. And it's it's Porter, Gordon, and Murray, right? And losing any one of those guys is going to be a big problem for them because they need all of them, um, I think, in order to do what they do. Um, 
I'm not worried about Jokic. We know Jokic is going to do what he does, but he's been doing what he does for years now, and it doesn't necessarily carry him that far in the playoffs. They need all those guys healthy. The best we saw them um, wasn't it in the bubble when Murray when it was Murray versus uh, Mitchell, yeah, in that, in that playoff series and those guys, yeah, were going, well, Murray was toe. going ballistic. And they, both was, of them were going. They're dropping fifty like it was nothing. Bubble ball. I think we bubble should be ball, visit like, Bubble Ball in a few years, like on the ten year anniversary or something, and just look at some of the statistical anomalies of just basketball performance from pure hoopers. Like you talk about hoopers paradise, like yo, yeah, hoopers, hoopers were just hooping. Um, yeah. Shout out your boy TJ Warren, guys, guys like that. But no, I think you know, like you, that. That's what you need from them, though. Like they need Murray to be that type of guy, right? But you need him to be available. They need Michael Porter Jr. to knock down shots. They need him to be a threat from outside, to be a dynamic scorer. They need Aaron Gordon to fill multiple different defensive roles for them, right? Like he kind of has to play that Draymond um, switching role for them and then also still give him 15 to 20 on offense, right? Whether it's through athletic plays and putbacks and things like that. So in order for if, if those guys are all healthy, then legitimately that's a, that squad's an issue. Right, yeah. it's just I, mean, I don't AG, believe in the AG's same. Healthy. X factor, AG's sure, that's X what I'm factor. Saying. Yeah, Gordon. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said Gordon. Yeah, they need Gordon to guard multiple positions and do, yep. and do his thing. Yeah, they do have some guys that can guard though. Like they're going to be able to throw a lot of dudes at Phoenix, for sure. For example, like KCP, huh. they're going to be able to throw AG at people for sure. Bruce Where, Brown, I mean, Bruce would Brown. you call Bruce Brown a tough defender? Bruce Brown's a tough player. He's just a tough, tough guy. Player. You know tough what I mean? Guy. It's not like you're watching him <laughs> yeah. and saying, oh, he's the most yeah. technical defender, but you know what he is? He's not scared. And a lot of yeah, times yeah. defense in the playoffs is about not being scared. Like, he's going to take the challenge. So I like Bruce Brown. I actually – I love Bruce Brown, man. I think he's a solid yeah. player. Um, So you're right. I no, saw they Bruce. Do. I've went to two Nets games the last – when he was on the squad, I went to like two or three Nets games. And in two of the three, he went crazy in both of them. He had like 20-plus in both. Yeah. So yeah, shout out Bruce Brown. I got yeah, love for Bruce, Bruce Brown. They also got Jeff Green, who every once in a while can shout out Jeff Green. Performance been in the league forever, yeah. doing his thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Lute, if they're healthy and they're clicking, they're a tough team to beat because they do got some guys that can stop you. And then offensively, they're just so potent. Like you said, at home, they're going to throttle you. That altitude yeah. gets to you. You don't know how to handle yourself. So um, for sure, but it's just I understand why nobody believes them because I'm skeptical as well. And to me, it just comes down to health. Yeah. So no, yeah, I I think especially at the price of plus 310, it's not long enough where I would look at taking that and yeah, it's not juicy. I'm not I'm taking yeah, I'm taking Phoenix before I even look at the Nuggets and then I think that Memphis I'm plus off the Warriors so plus 600 you said for Memphis, that's that's the best sound. Plus one. 600 for the Grizzlies I think is where the is where the money is for, yeah, for sure for multiple reasons that I just laid out. But um let's talk about Dallas. Because Bad. It's a bad ball club. It's a bad situation. Now, I went on Bet MGM tonight. I don't know if you know Trista Crick, but um, she's like a betting hoops personality. She knows what she's talking about. She thinks they need to pack up Luca and trade him. They're over the cap. Uh, there's no way to add players to that roster that can help him. That's insane. So instead of letting him walk, you pack him up and just restart. Well, he's under I said it was in, I said you literally get new popcorn vendors. You 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 move everybody else in the building. That's yeah. the only guy that you can't move. Yeah, exactly. No, you 100% tear it down. First off, yeah, you, you tear it down and you continue to try to build around Luca. 
And that's why I didn't have a problem with the Kyrie trade. I think it was getting stale over there, and they needed to try to show Luca that they're willing to do whatever to make him happy. Yeah, it just didn't work out. It was a bad move from a basketball standpoint. It, it, it was always really going to be sense. a tough fit. Yeah. yeah, especially because you're bad at defense, and your your solution to that is to get Kyrie Irving. It's to um, give up and to give up, and to give up Finney Finney Smith. Smith. Give yeah. up all your wings and yeah. then go get Kyrie. Yeah. And just get exponentially worse. Yeah, Dinwiddie, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it never really made sense from that, but I understand the spirit of it. But, no, you just don't re-sign Kyrie. You take it as an L. You say, hey, man, we tried, Luca, and now we're going to try to get creative. You just got to be creative. You got to be smart, man. You got to keep trying. You got to keep trying to find the right people to put around them. But I think you hit it last year, right? We hit it at the beginning of this year. At some point, at some point, Luca's got to hold himself accountable. Right. Or as an organization, you got to tell them, like, hey, look, man, you can't keep showing up like this. Like we were texting about this morning. I've seen guys show up to seasons out of shape, but generally throughout the course of an NBA season, because basketball is a lot of cardio, you work your way into shape. He for the second year in a row, we talked about this last year with his fourth quarter numbers and you brought up all those stats Um, for the second year in the row. He looks to get more out of shape as the season progresses. Yeah. Right, he looks heavier. He looks slower. He looks doughier. Um, and it seems like, yeah, that that to me, I just don't understand. I don't understand. Not like you have to really try hard to gain bad weight during an NBA season. You know, what it's I mean? also clear he just has a, also a body type that's going to put weight on. Sure, and so that's he has fine. to be extra careful when he's out. Yeah, he'll never look around. like Kawhi, but you know, right. what I mean, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to look like that. You know, we've seen guys who, you know, Paul Pierce, for instance, right? Like, Paul Pierce never was the most defined fella out there. But I'll never tell you that Paul Pierce was out of shape. We never saw him wear down in games. It's just some guys don't carry definition. They have sure. weird sloppy body types. Like, I get that. But, like, he looks heavy. He Heavier. looks out of shape. You he see it in his face. You see it in his arms. Like, he just looks heavy. We were joking around, and it wasn't. I wasn't really joking. But we were, you know, how we get. We were just fucking around. There we were arguing. Oh, you sent a clip of, uh, you sent a clip <laughs> of Luca getting absolutely cooked on deep. <laughs> not even one of one of many even, clips yeah. you could pull up, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this isn't even the worst clip we've seen from Luca. But sincerely, if this dude tried to go two ways, he would pass out. He couldn't make it. Yeah, like he's not in shape enough to go two ways for real. They're already asking a ton of him on offense, and he's vis- visibly has shown historically that he'll get he he's gotten tired to close out games, and yeah, he's never going to play D in the condition he's in now. So and yeah, until he gets we we've been I, yo Nick, I I swear to God, we've been talking about this from for years now, yeah. and it still doesn't get enough attention. He's out of shape. Completely. He's not in shape. Not at all. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Visibly. Whatever. Visibly. Visibly out, visibly of out of shape. Yeah. So, like, I don't know when that's when he's going to get serious about that. But that's something that's going to need to change before we he ever starts to win MVPs and starts to win multiple, cool. multiple playoff series. And we know what he did to Phoenix last year. Yeah. I can appreciate that. But does he need help? Sure. Absolutely. And honestly, I I don't have any – I love Luka. I love his game. And I, I would have no problem with him playing zero defense. They just got to get the right people around him. 
But sure. the body thing, I don't understand. So that well, kind of bothers me. A little and bit. I wonder if that if that is why. Also, you know, Dallas pre Kyrie at least was one of the slowest teams in the NBA from pace perspective. Oh, they. I they wonder were, if no, no, yeah, no, they were they, the, the, slowest. the slowest team. And remember, yeah. Kyrie got there and he was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, why do we play so slow? It yeah. doesn't make any sense." So I wonder if that has something to do with why they play so slow, which ultimately hurts them because if you're going to try to play slow, you better be able to play some defense too. Like, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're slowing is, this shit down because I'm tired of the most tired as hell. Yeah. I wonder, I'd like to see their pace by first half, first, second half. I'm sure you can pull that up through like synergy and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if that has to do with it because obviously playing slow hasn't done them any favors on the defensive end. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just think I think that that is a major point. We've been talking about it for years. It's obvious. And again, I'm just baffled by the fact that he gets progressively more out of shape throughout the course of an NBA season when it should be the opposite. Like Harden's a great example, right? For years, Harden would show up looking terrible at the beginning of the year. But by game 20, he's fine. He looks great, right? Yeah. Um, this guy's the opposite, man. Like they talked about he came into this season in better shape. Remember, that was part of the story. Like, oh, Luca came yeah. in in better shape, and now he looks worse than he did at this point last year. And remember, don't let him miss games with an injury. You pointed that out, too. If he misses 10 oh, days. Oh, man, he missed eight games, and he came back, and I was like, this massive. dude. He he just like visibly yeah. was laboring up the floor. Yep. So yeah, man, that's something that's really interesting. I get the feeling that Luca might be a bit behind the scenes too. You know how? Yeah, he, he, I think he might be a bit of. I mean, uh, it's clear clearly. Well, dude, a bit, a bit, you come on, man. You know he's from with. the ball. You know, like they kick <laughs> the it. <Baltic. laughs> they like that part of the world. They kick it. Like yeah. I, I get that. Um, I mean, you see Jokic, like Jokic kicks it too. Like well, Jokic is another great guy who's who's not def, not defined, but he's not out of shape. Yeah. That's how he looks. Yes. He could be in better shape too, though. He could be in like, better shape, but Luca's like doughy. Yeah, no, I agree. Jokic is I agree. his face is, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that's something that is going to need to be addressed. And Would you resign out. Kyrie? No. Just let him go. Yeah, no. I don't think Kyrie uh, wants to be there anyways. Yeah, no, but, I yeah. definitely I definitely wouldn't re-sign Kyrie. I think that that was exactly what they wanted to do. The experiment didn't work. They would uh, try. And, and apparently it kind of seems like Luca those they like they don't even love each other like that. No. If you're gonna have a duo, you gotta really get you gotta really rock. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So that's, sure Ky- Kyrie came in there and was like, what the hell is this? And then Luca's looking at Kyrie like, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, Kyrie's not in there mincing words. That's for sure. Yeah. And Kyrie's yeah. been around every great player you can think. You know, he's been around a lot of great players. So he probably goes in there again. Like, remember, he came in there and immediately talked about the pace. He's like, I don't understand why we play so slow. This, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. Why are we playing so slow? You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, question, sure. Question for you before we get out of here. We'll close it out on the East. A couple more teams I want to hit you on. What's a successful playoff run for the Knicks? Is it a seven-game series in the first round? Is it a, is it a tough, hard-fought series in a loss, or is it a win? Or or is the season already a completely complete success? All gravy. What what's the ceiling for the Knicks? Next Jalen wanna, Brunson. Next season they want to play Next season want a playoff series. Can they beat Cleveland? That's what they're gonna play. So yeah, I think Cody asked how far uh, how far Cleveland will make it. Yeah, yeah that I think will be a, a very fun series. Um, Shit's got seven games written all. It over. has seven games literally written all over it, and, and some really, really, really entertaining games in there. Some really grinded out defensive games that'll be a lot of fun to watch. 
Um, I think they can beat Cleveland in seven. The issue, yeah, I think they can beat Cleveland in seven, actually. Yeah, I really do. Um, the Brunson signing the court, too. When we look at free agent signings outside of like LeBron signing with the Lakers and the Heat, like take out like your super duper stars. But as far as like the best free agent signings over the past like 20 years in the NBA, he's going to be one. Take, take out your apex guys. He, he is clearly the Jalen Brunson signing was four and 80 is one of the best signings. Got 100. Ever seen. Or four, right, yeah. whatever. He should have got two. Um, it's one of the best <laughs> signings. Seriously. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the best signings I've seen in, in, in any sport in years. Like, talk about a guy who fits perfectly. Like, you know, Tibbs, um, you're closer to the situation than I am, obviously, but I know Tibbs absolutely loves that guy. Like, no, I know no. he loves, I know he loves, like, he just loves him. You know what I mean? Um, he's, he's 100% his type of player. He fits in perfectly in New York. He fits in perfectly with Randall. Like, he, if you were to draw up a player to play with yeah. Julius Randall, it's Jalen Brunson. So, the thing with the Knicks, yeah. if they're on, right, and the garden is rocking, man, it's tough. It's really, yeah. really tough. I mean, they're three and it's, one versus them this year. Yep. So, yeah, they. Well, Mitchell's they've, best. Mitchell's best game is still, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my fault. I got a little distracted, but my my man Stephen A. Smith just walked on the set. Uh, Colbert. Late oh, night, oh, Stephen he's, he's Stephen A. Making man. the late night rounds. Stephen A. Is everywhere, man. Shout out Stephen A. And so, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Jalen Brunson is going to be end up being under underpaid like he already is underpaid but but i think they to answer your question they do have to win a series for it's good man it's gonna that that's gonna be a really good series the the julius randall piece with the twisted ankle is a bummer because they're dealing with some injuries now because of that he's trying to work his way back they're saying he might miss a couple couple games of the round one series we'll see how that shakes is is it that bad that's what they're saying. I mean, he just uh, did it a couple of days ago, so yeah. it'll be. They're saying, you know, two to three weeks. Right, well, if he can walk on a tip, is going to play. It's always, you know, what's you know what's tough is when they say we'll evaluate it in yeah. two to three, not yeah. like he'll be, he'll back. be back. It's we like just, we'll take a look down. at it. Yeah. So that's what it, that's what they're saying right now. So the two week mark will be right around, you know, that first round of the playoffs. But it's going to get interesting, man. The 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 overall, the overall NBA is, is cooking up, and the playoffs are here. I'm very excited to see how it shakes. I got a couple of futures I got to hold on to. I'm gonna cash the Kings to win the Pacific. That's done. I have the Miami Heat to win the Southeast. They're up two games with four to go, and I don't really feel that great. Like the I should like they're probably gonna win. Yeah, but I could see those fucking dudes losing all four. Yeah, they're the most hit or miss team out there. But the team chasing them is also <laughs> is, completely is by, hit or miss. Yeah, they're yeah, Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks for sure. <laughs> hey, so, where, where are you on this Bulls uh, resurgence under Pat Bev? Is Pat yeah, Bev out here affecting winning like that? I he, think completely, Pat Bev he completely is changed effect- the team. I think Pat Bev is affecting winning, but I also think like that they started. They started starting Caruso. They started starting their best players. Yeah. And Kobe White has been awesome. Yep. Yeah, Kobe White's been amazing. Well, he's trying to stay on his team, huh? Yeah, Kobe White's trying to get a deal. Fucking like, yo, he's been yeah. great. For my money. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been uh, it's been fun, man. But you know where I'm at. It's almost a shame, man, because they'll probably make the playoffs and then they'll get smoked. But they made the playoffs, and then we're we're, we're you know, Reinsdorf making the playoffs might as well hung a banner. Yeah. So. 
not a lot of changes happen. That'll buy not in. A lot of, that'll that'll not, buy an outfielder. Not a, <laughs> not a not a lot of changes in Chicago happen after you make the playoffs. No. The, it seems to be like, oh yeah, nice. And Bill and, and, and the team 100 percent needs changes. They're gonna trot out the same as that group next year. Yeah, and Vooch extension coming. Yeah, and it's funny because there like, an extension coming. Where we're at now, literally half the league and all in all sports make the postseason. Yeah. So like I don't even give a fuck about that. Like it's not even a benchmark for me, really, to be completely Wait, honest. On on that on that note, real quick, sorry. Uh two quick questions on this new CBA. Where are you on the 62 games to qualify for an award? Where are you on the 62 games to qualify for an award? I need to know that. Yeah, I like that. You Probably like a little it. short, to be honest. <laughs> it was a 65. I'm sorry. It's 65, right? Yeah, 65. Yeah. So um, what, do you, what do you think it should be? It 70? is 65. Yeah, it's 65. I would love to see 70. Um, But then you're kind of in that. They, they want to give people a little leeway to get hurt <clears throat> yeah. and be able to get back. Um, Not load manage, but get hurt. Yeah, because... For example, I don't know the exact number, but no one has won MVP in the NBA for like the last forever, missing more than like 15 games. Right. So that's less than that. Well, missing 17 games is 20% of the season. So yeah, I mean, and, yeah, getting, and, so the, that's, yeah. and all, a big knock on Giannis for MVP is because he's missed 16. <clears throat> I don't give a so, fuck if he's missed 30. They don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's part of like you know that's that's a knock that's a knock against his case to win MVP. So yeah, I yeah I'm I'm with the I'm with the the 65 games. How do you feel about the All NBA is not having any? They're positionless now. Is that is it completely going positionless? Uh yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's in the new CBA. Um yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'd be worried if I was a big. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. There's gonna be a lot of bigs. Gonna be a lot of bigs. Like the some of these. Some of these teams are gonna have a lot of bigs on them for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like the East to be Giannis, you'd have. So like you fuck around. Is Giannis a big? What is Giannis? Is Giannis? Can we even call Giannis? I think Giannis is a just a. He's a hooper. I don't know what the fuck. He's a hybrid. He's a big perimeter big man. I don't know what the fuck he is. You know, like out west, you'd get Jokic for sure. AD, yep. Um, Triple J. Yeah, like it'd be like a lot of guys like that. Fucking Zion. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God, like so Zion. So it's what, what a what a disaster. <laughs> I mean, we talked and, and about the deal kicks in next year too. We talked. Nick Nick said on this podcast that he wouldn't have resigned him. No, and. The jury's still out on that. Well, he's never gonna play. Cause, yeah, it's really tough. Cause, like, what do you do with a guy when every time he plays, he scores twenty and nineteen or whatever, twenty five, twenty five and eight, twenty five, eight and seven, and he looks unstoppable, but he never plays. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this: this year, like though he was putting up buckets, it didn't look like it did. Like in the beginning, like those injuries are starting to take its toll. He looked great when he played. He did, but it's like la- like not last year, but the year before. Like when he, yeah, I, I feel like there's dude. He was killing motherfuckers yeah, on the yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. looked like a force, but he, yeah, he just never plays. All right, last second second CBA is just how do you feel about the uh, the end season tournament? I didn't even get the details on that. I saw that they were trying to get people half a mil. 
Yeah, so it'll be um, an in-season tournament. The games will count, so it'll still be 82 games, but it'll yeah. count towards those unless you're in the championship, and the, the championship teams will play 83 games. And then uh, the winning team. Oh, it'll count. The 82 counts towards the yeah, full season? it counts okay. towards your season. Unless you play, and then the championship will be an extra game. So um, you put 83. What kind of tournament champion. style is it? What is it? <laughs> it's a knockout. Single elimination? Single elimination. Single it's like elimination. Champions League, basically? It's pretty much champion. It's what it is. Yeah, it's the fucking Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. Yeah, FA they're, Cup. They're doing the an FA Cup in the middle of the year. And then, huh. yeah, so, 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 so you, you know, you're incentivized because it can still help your playoff positioning, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then you get the half a million per. I like it. Me you know fine. what I like about Adam Silver? He, he says tries. fucking and tries. He tries stuff, yeah. He tries some shit. He got a friend to try stuff. I'm playing sure. The, pl- dude, the playing is an absolute big hit. I thought it was, I think it's great. It's a massive hit for me. Look like, how many teams don't tank when they're in that ten spot, right? Like it's and that's what he wanted. He wanted to say, hey, don't tank. You can still get a chance to get some postseason yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah no, I love it. Yeah, it's, he uh, tries a lot of shit, man. Yeah, he does. He he's with the flexibility of the shit. So yeah, I'm not mad. He's changing names and stuff like awards yeah. and does a lot of different things with the All Star game. Yeah, sure. no, I I like the I like the his approach. Um, the in season tournament is cool because I you know we're familiar with soccer and I think that that changes and like puts a little different pace on stuff. And guys will want to win, right? So I mean, yeah. So I, yeah. Get the inaugural. I think the 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 half a million is interesting. Maybe you know what? Actually, I don't know if it's single elimination because you have to play all six. You have to play those six games. So maybe it is a it's a round robin for that. I gotta check how they because yeah. you get if you get knocked out, you're not gonna not. You still gotta play eighty two. Maybe right. it goes to a consolation bracket or something. I don't know, but I know that there's six games, and then the seventh one is gonna be a championship. So those teams play eighty three. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, minutes. we'll leave it there. Glad we could get an episode up before I get out of here. I'm off this week, so I'm going to go chill out. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. No catch-up podcasts. Man, we've been, we've been doing this for almost six years now. Tell the homies to tell a friend to tell a friend. We always have fun week in, week out. We'll see y'all next, we'll see y'all next time. No catch-up. Sports Talk Day Chicago. Let's go.